Anyway, moving swiftly along on the Glenzito Superdrive, Molom Klaba is a low-cost uh, Montessori school that's revolutionizing township education through a special focus on equipping young girls with science, technology, engineering, and maths. The school evolved from an after-school coding program into the idea to establish the first pan-African private school for girls in the heart of Kaelicha, and it's run by black women for black girls. We now speak to Dr. Ritabila Sonibare, um, and uh, I think she's on the line to us from Cape Town. Good afternoon, doctor. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you? How are you, doctor? <laughs> are you are you are you in Cape Town? I'm in the streets of Cape Town. I've just come back from uh, a march. Oh, okay. oh! You also went to a march. Yes. How was it like? How was it? Overwhelming. Oh, okay. Overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, you guys are are also doing great things. Tell us about, you know, how was the idea for Molom Shaba born, and how long did the process take? So we, as an organization, uh, as Public Foundation, were established in 2013. And our sole purpose is to try and equip township kids with skills uh, and access to career information in the science, technology, engineering, uh, and mathematics fields. And so we started working with girls in primary school because we thought that was the best uh, uh, place, uh, position to try and enter um, young girls before they form ideas about themselves and careers. Um, could influence their passion for mathematics. And we started working in public schools. And four years later, we realized that, you know, when you work in a public school, the curriculum is very rigid. There's very little space for innovation. Mm. But also that we were spending a lot of time having to reteach what should have been taught in the class rather than being an experiential project-based pro- uh, program that we wanted to be. Um, and our offering had evolved from, you know, basic tutoring and coding into robotics, and we were entering competitions, and we started a, a township girls robotics league. Um, and last year, it was actually the end of November 2016, we just sat around the table and said, you know, our monster's grown, and we're servicing 400 children a year, and we're working with 19 primary schools across um, the metro. How can we do this in a way that is mainstreaming? How do we feed this back into public education so that it's not kids, it's not only the privilege for you who are in our program, but that we can service a greater number of children? And the idea was, you know, why don't we start a school and that our school becomes a center of excellence to be able to support the primary schools that we've been working with? And so basically, so to them. Yeah, okay. So why the focus on girls and not boys? Well, it's neither, it's not either or. We've just started with girls. So the idea is to grow into a network. And it's, uh, it's an evolution from our identity. And it was also just to provide alternatives for parents in townships. You know, all the schools in most of South Africa's townships are co-ed. Mm. And they don't have the option to have single-sex schools. And all the international data, all the evidence shows that girls actually do better in single-sex schools than than boys, actually boys benefit from being co-ed environments. So we wanted to start with girls for that particular reason. Okay. Let's talk about the program. What are the components uh, within the program? So our school is an extended school day. So we offer uh, a school that's nine and a half hours long every day, and we provide two hot meals to our girls. We also offer um, robotics as part of a a subject rather than an after-school 
pro- uh, program yeah. and we're Montessori based. So our learning is very individually sort of developed. Kids self-teach. They're very project-based, and we do coding. Um, so we have like a very a big science focus with our girls. We teach them basic concepts of science. They can't even read and write. Mm. So our age group this year is three to six. You know, so <laughs> they can't even write their own names, but they're already building robots and coding, and you know, having mm. sort of Lego competitions. So I understand you started off as an after-school program. The question oh. is, how long did it take to transition from? you know, another school program to a fully-fledged school. And uh, do you, have you collaborated with anyone? How, you know, uh, do you have someone who's financing you? They're financing us. So we, it took us a year to decide that we were going to start a school and then get, got ourselves organized to start a school. Okay. And we also we took onto Facebook and we did a sort of a, a global giving campaign and we crowdfunded. But we also asked our friends to donate monthly. So we all reached out to our networks of women, of black women graduates, and they've been supporting our school. So, yeah, so we use the power of the Internet, like mm. a proper STEM program to mobilize resources for our school. And the future of the school? The future of the school is looking bright. Um, mm. So we're campus, and it's a boys' campus, and then we're looking to go into two other provinces in the mm. next three years. So, yeah, next year we're taking our first year of grade ones, and we'll grow every year per grade. So our learners will go up a, a year, and every year we take in another grade. Mm. Um, so it's exciting. It's exciting times. Absolutely exciting times. I think one mm. other thing, maybe I missed it, maybe we didn't ask it, is uh, um, the, 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 the kids who attend your school, do they attend, do they, do they pay any fees? Yeah, so our school's fee paying, so we charge 400 grand a month. Okay. So and that's just because we're trying to be a social enterprise that it's not free, it costs us money, but we're also yeah. trying to teach parents that they have to invest in education. Yeah, and take so responsibility. Offer, yeah. That's a responsibility. Yeah. And we're offering private school education at mm. public school rates, you know, so it's not you know, our school's comparable to some of the top private schools in, in the country. Um, just in terms of the resources and programming and some of the innovation we've got around curriculum. Okay. Uh, so we have to teach that to parents that, you know, you have to invest, even if it's in the township, it's still of quality and the quality costs money. And uh, I heard you mentioning that, you know, you're planning to to move into other provinces. Which which provinces? Um, what's your... What? Which provinces are you targeting? So we're targeting the Eastern Cape, and it's purely because of the crisis in education in yeah, the Eastern Cape. Yes, yeah. And then the Free State as well. You yeah. know, there's not a lot of resources mm. in the Free State, particularly innovative resources. There's a lot of you know driving high school paths, mm. but not a lot of investment in primary school. And we've got a very big focus on bilingual education in primary school. Because if you build the foundation early, you know the rest sort of happens, trickles by itself. Um, and then we're looking at the Northern Cape um, as being sites for our growth. What a great story. What a great story, Doctor. Great talking to you and all the best. And uh, we also see, we, you know, we hope to see you in all nine provinces in, in South Africa. Yes. yes. <laughs> we hope we hope to go continent-wide. No, you will. You <laughs> will. Nothing is going to stop you. Believe you me, nothing is going to stop you. Thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much, Glenn. Okay. See you in class. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Dr. Tabile Sonibari on the Glenzito Super Drive, telling us about this incredible school, uh, Molom Tlaba, which is a low-cost Montessori school that's revolutionizing township education through a special focus on equipping young girls with science, 
technology, engineering, and mathematics.